Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Daily Sports Talk Show. No one has now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! I know a bunch of you baseball nerds out there loving it. Trade deadline, big deal today. That's just a small part of what we got coming at you here on Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for tuning in. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Appreciate you being here with us here on your Tuesday. A ton of stuff to get to today. We are going to talk baseball throughout the show. Juan Soto traded today to the San Diego Padres. What a deal. I know one guy that's probably happy. (laughs) The one and only sports director at SWX Montana, Sean Rainey. We also have Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, coming up uh, a little bit later on here uh, in the show to talk trade deadline, Major League Baseball, and, uh, of course, Paddleheads Baseball. Because of Tuesday... We got our standard Tuesday stuff. No business angle this week. That's every other week. We do have our standard Tuesday segments. Treasure State Stars, highlighting some of the best individual performances from across the state of Montana. We also have some Tagliari for you. Tagliari Tuesday, presented by Tagliari Deli. Appreciate those guys for getting the uh, the gift cards back up and running. We got all sorts of stuff for you. We got $25 to Tagliari here in just a little while. So um, stay tuned for that. We'll be giving you the opportunity to win some of Missoula's and Montana's best sandwiches. You don't have to spend it on sandwiches, though. You can spend it on whatever you want. They got old country wine, great variety of Italian goods. I got myself some olive oil down there. That's where I like to get my specialty oils. So uh, stay tuned for uh, your opportunity, end of the first hour, to win some free Tagliari Deli. Also, our senior spotlight rolls on today. Kenzie May, multiple-time Gatorade Athlete of the Year. I actually think there's only been a handful of occurrences ever in which one individual athlete won Gatorade Athlete of the Year in their respective sports twice during one grade. May is a, a graduate of Missoula Hellgate. She was the cross-country and track and field runner of the year. I believe the only ones that really come to my mind off the top of my head are Shane Collins. Back in the late 1980s, he was the football and track Gatorade Athlete of the Year out of Bozeman High School. The other one, 
also out of Bozeman High School, Tanner Roderick. That would have been circa like 2010. Roderick was the Montana uh, football and basketball Gatorade Players of the Year. Uh, there's none else on the girls' side that come to my mind. I, I can't remember. There might have been a distance runner or two that's the same vein as Kenzie May that got the cross-country and track double dip. Needless to say, she is one of the most decorated athletes from the city of Missoula and, honestly, one of the most decorated distance runners in this state's history. She's headed to Syracuse, so she'll join us here about the top of the hour for some senior spotlight. And then about 5.30, our good buddy uh, Jeff Safford will uh, join us as well. So there you go. That's your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. No matter what your real estate questions are in Western Montana, Brent and his team have the answers. Give them a call for any and all of those questions. You want to stream the show, you can always use the ESPN Montana app. Available on all of your various uh, smart devices. And you can also always stream from our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live, you'll find the stream. And if you want to be a part of the show, whether it's to win Taglieri or just to kick it with us, questions, comments, concerns, whatever, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. Now, Tommy's on the other side of the glass with Anders. That makes me a little bit nervous because usually if Tommy's on the other side of the glass, that means either something's not working properly or I broke something. No. That's Why good. would you think that? That's good. My presence scares you? It's funny, too, though, because Andrew, uh, it, smart guy, love his contributions to the show, love his sports perspective, but he's a radio rook, right? I mean, this is only, we're, we're only into like a couple days of year two here in radio, whereas Tommy- Two years? Uh, this is, he's beginning his second year. Yeah, he just started with us last July, so now we're into August, so we're like uh, embarking on the beginning of year two. Whereas Tommy, I think, might have been born at this radio station. I, I think <laughs> he's about 26 years old, and he's got about 25 years of radio experience. So he makes me very nervous when he's on the other side of the glass because, I mean, I'm just some sports writer guy that they gave a microphone. Tommy's like a polished radio professional. I uh, wouldn't um, confuse the amount of time I've been at this job <laughs> with any level of expertise or skill. I am an excellent improvisational person, Coulter, and yeah, I keep good. showing up and I keep making it up. Yeah, that's that, all this I, is. I, I, that's exactly what I'm doing. You, you just summed up my radio career in a, in a nutshell, too. So tell me this, guys. Yeah. Uh, we've uh, we've been embarking on quite an upgrade here at our uh, Missoula Broadcasting Studios, thanks to uh, our, our great leader and as well as our uh, office manager, Michaela, for getting it all set up. We got some window tinting going on, though. We do. And so now this window behind me, if you're watching on TV or on the app, you uh, can see that the, the blinds are open. Now, I'm, I'm told that no one can look into the studio right now. That's great. How does it look on the TV, though? I guess what I'm asking is, do I, do I need to do some quality control here? Should I, should I close the blinds, or are we okay? It like, looked good from the get-go. And, yeah. I mean, comparatively, beside you, it looks <laughs> really good. Well, good. I'm just making sure there's not, like, a, an obnoxious glare, but I'm looking at myself up here on TV, and it seems like it looks pretty good, right? It looks great. Yeah, you're set, right, man. All right, cool. You're good. Well, I guess anybody that wanted to know what kind of car I drive, there it is, sitting there right, right out back. Uh, but... Thanks to all the upgrades. Thanks to uh, Becky and Michaela and everybody for uh, making all this, um, all this stuff happen. A couple quick pieces of news for you here. Before we start uh, talking more Big Sky Conference football, we're going to give you some of the most important players to watch for both the Cats and the Grizz as we embark on fall camp. But first, a couple news bulletins here. Uh, first of all, the Lady Grizz women's basketball team has a long history of standout players going on and playing professionally. There's uh, a couple agents that really monitor Montana and the Big Sky Conference. Usually if you're, if you're a good player in the Big Sky, there's a league that you can play in over in Europe. It's pretty translatable. You're not going to necessarily play in the... Uh, is, is it C-N-S-Y, C-K-S-Y? There's the, the big Russian league that a lot of the WNBA players play in. That's the top league overseas. That's not a direct correlation, but there's usually some leagues in Germany or, or France or England or Italy or a combination of the, of the of those, Austria, 
that uh, Big Sky players can go land on club teams over there and, and uh, make a little bit of a living, you know, playing professional basketball. And that, that legacy, that lineage uh, continues. This last year, Lady Grizz had five seniors. Several of them are going to continue playing college basketball. Sophia Styles not with the program now. She's going to play her last year at Florida Gulf Coast. Sammy Fatkin did decide to use her final year with the Montana Lady Grizz. So those two, even though they celebrated Senior Day last year, uh, not a part of the program anymore. Callie Froelich, a Missoula Sentinel grad, I don't actually know what her status is. I think she had an extra year she could take. I'm not sure if she's going to take it or not. I know she did compete in track this last spring, so that was cool. She was a great javelin thrower in high school, so you know, fun for her to get a chance to, to try that again. Naya Morris-Nelson, who comes from the land down under, an Australian product, she went back home, and she's playing internationally in her home country of Australia, so that's one that is playing pro. And then the news of today, Abby Anderson, who's a great player for the Lady Grizz, um, an all-big sky player in the front court. Uh, she will go on to play overseas as well. So uh, we'll follow up with that a little later on. Probably talk about that a little bit with Krista Redpath during our Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops on Thursday. And I know that it's been funny. We've had we have this 10-show this ten, ten slate for Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. And we've done four interviews so far. And all four of them have been former Lady Grizz. Now, we've got a lot of feedback from Lady Grizz people saying how much they like that. We've got a lot of feedback from other people saying, where's the Bobcats? Where's the rest of the Big Sky? We've got some Bobcats coming your way the next couple, including Fallon Frigi, the former Big Sky Conference MVP, transfer from North Dakota to Montana State, so played in the Big Sky in two different capacities. She'll be our guest on Thursday, but we'll, we'll be sure to talk a little Abby Anderson with, uh, with Krista as well. Again, Senior Spotlight coming up at 5 o'clock. Kenzie May, Missoula Hellgate graduate, Syracuse-bound distance runner, will join us at the top of the hour. A couple other news briefs to get to. The um, stats perform. That's the the probably the most uh, long-standing. I don't want to say prestigious because our friends at Hero Sports do a great job as well. But there's only a couple national outlets that cover Big Sky Conference and FCS football. Um, stats perform is one of those. So that All-American team is is out. And a Big Sky Conference high, four Grizzlies landed on the, the team, including Patrick O'Connell, a redshirt senior out of Kalispell Glacier, uh, outside linebacker. He's on the first team, as is Justin Ford, a redshirt senior, former transfer from Louisville, who's a cornerback for the uh, Grizzlies, and Malik Flowers, a first-team selection as a, as a kicker turner. So unsurprising that... Uh, those three landed on the first team, three of the best players in the country at their respective positions. Robbie Houck also, unsurprisingly, lands on this squad uh, on the second team. So um, the most out of the Big Sky Conference, four Grizzlies uh, on the uh, stats perform list, including three on the first team. For Montana State, three Bobcats land on the squad. Isaiah Fonse is on the first team. Uh, Tommy Malat, an all-purpose player selected to the uh, – the third team, and uh, just those two, excuse me, I, I, I made a mistake. Just two Bobcats uh, onto the, the Stats Perform All-American team. So, uh, fun time of year. The you know, preseason accolades are a lot of times a prediction of things to come, but also a recognition for things that have already happened, for accomplishments already made. So, uh, congratulations to all those players, and uh, as always, we hope that they can fulfill those uh, All-American uh, predictions in the postseason as well. Big golf news from over the weekend. The Montana State Am took place. So uh, in the um, men's division, Joey Lovell, back-to-back state championships. Joey will actually, we're doing our show live from Bozeman tomorrow. And Joey's actually going to swing by and and sit down with me. Joey is a um, Bozeman resident. He's an assistant golf coach at Montana State. Sandpoint, Idaho native. But now he's won back-to-back state AMs. And this is an impressive back-to-back, too, because it's not it's impressive enough to go back-to-back at different courses. But it's even more impressive considering Joey Lovell is about my age. He's in his mid-30s. And he's holding off two of the great young golfers we've ever seen come out of the state of Montana. Riggs Johnston and Joey Moore were both in the field in this. And they finished in the top three as well, but they did not finish first. So Joey Lovell has beat those two guys Two years in a row, Riggs Johnson, of course, an All-American at Arizona State. 
a Libby product who is one of the best small school golfers we've ever seen, and then Joey Moore, a Billings West product, who just finished up his time at San Diego State. I mean, these guys are like borderline world-class golfers. And so you could say, I mean, Joey Lovell is a world-class golfer. He, he won the United States Amateur Qualifier at Old Works earlier this summer, and he's now the two-time state AM champion in a super-stacked field. So uh, he'll join us about 5.30 tomorrow. Very much look forward to uh, catching up with Joey. He joined us last year after his inaugural win. Um, but now he... Uh, He's got two of those, and uh, a little bit tighter this year to to finish it, but uh, he got it done, so he'll join us tomorrow. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Big Shot Conference Football Talk coming up in just a minute. But the uh, the news of the day on the national level, Juan Soto, a San Diego Padre. It's certainly the biggest deal of this year's trade deadline, but the headline on ESPN.com, the biggest deadline deal ever, question mark? I don't know enough about this to, to proclaim such grandioso uh, proclamations. But the fact of the matter is that Juan Soto is 23 years old. I, I think that, I mean... Andrew, is it safe to say Juan Soto is considered the, the best player in baseball under the age of 25? One of the three. Okay. Because Fernando Tatis and, and Fernando Acuna. Fernando Tatis and, Jr., Acuna. Yeah. Uh, Julio Rodriguez has probably got to be there right now, too. Sure. Or at least as a, he's, he's, he's trying to butt his way into the conversation. But Soto, at, you know, at 23 years old, is... Um, I mean, the guy turned down, what was it, a $400 million contract? $440 million. He said no to that. Over 13 because, years. Because he thinks that his potential is higher than that. Can you imagine getting a job offer for $440 million and saying no? I cannot. I think that that defines betting on yourself. And I think if you think that you can make more than that, good for you, man. You have some of the most unbelievable confidence in the world. But Juan Soto has already hit 119 home runs and driven in 358 runs. And again, he's just now 23. ESPN uh, polled several of their writers to write little paragraphs about uh, the question, is this the biggest trade deadline deal ever? Alden Gonzalez, who covers Major League Baseball for ESPN, wrote, imagine Mike Trout getting traded in the middle of the 2015 season or Ken Griffey Jr. getting traded in 1993 or Ricky Henderson in 1982, or Willie Mays in 1954, or Babe Ruth in, oh, wait, there it is. Yep, you have to go back to the early part of the 20th century when the great Bambino was literally sold to the Yankees in the most infamous deal in baseball history to find a suitable comp to the Nationals trading the 23-year-old Soto. Point is, players aren't traded when they're both this good and this young. This is truly a different phenomenon. You're a D.C. guy, Andrew. You're, are you a Nationals guy, though? I know you, you don't necessarily have D.C. affiliations. You're an Eagles guy in the NFL. Are you a Nationals guy in baseball? They're one of my teams, for okay. sure. I, so, so is this, like, devastating to you? How did this happen? Because the point here that's is... That's the devastating part. It's like... It's not as if he's toiling in pittsburgh or or you know a, a small market like milwaukee or, or or something or you know playing in front of two thousand people in oakland i mean he's in one of the great cities in america and the nationals for all of their ups and downs they still have a good fan base i mean you have you have a lot of transient fans in dc obviously because there's so many people from around there that are just moving on through but but it, it seems like the, that a lot of the reasons why superstars would leave don't apply to the Washington Nationals. So, I mean, was this just a, a matter of they tried to go swing for the fences and, and sign him to this huge deal, and, and he just didn't he didn't take it, so they just had to get rid of him? Well, there's a couple factors going into it. One is that the Nationals are uh, on the block. They're, they're, the learners are trying to sell the team. Uh, so it stands to reason that whoever's wow. trying to buy the team doesn't want to have billion-dollar commitment over 13 years from a guy who they didn't sign. They didn't choose, right? So that's part of it. I mean, part of it is we've also just seen, uh, you know, the slow dissolution of that World Series winning team that Juan Soto was on um, in an attempt to 
save payroll and, and to try to rebuild. I mean, they do have some big contracts there. Steven Strasburg's still on a big contract. Patrick Corbin's still on a big contract. But uh, I think once they determined that they weren't going to be able to sign Juan Soto, and Juan Soto now nobody might have been able to sign him to an extension. Juan Soto's a Scott Boris client. Scott Boris wants his guys to test free agency. He wants them to hit the free market. So I maybe nobody you, could have signed them. You asked me the other day at dinner, what 30 for 30 do I oh, want? Oh, there you go. I want the Scott Boris 30 for 30, man. I wish I could get some behind-the-scenes boardroom talks. This guy, how many how many dollars has he negotiated? I mean, billions of dollars One in of contracts. the most influential people, maybe the most influential person in baseball over the last 20 years who doesn't play the game, right? Like I mean, that's I an mean, interesting list, but he's right up there. $250 million contracts exist because of Scott Boris. I mean, like the 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 trend and and in my opinion, some of the ruination that's come from these mega mega deals paying guys for what they've done, not what they're going to do. That's what's so intriguing to me here with this now though. And we're not going to get too stuck on this cuz we're going to come back to this with Jeff Safford uh, of the Missoula Paddleheads here in a little while, but Now, I mean, I just asked you if he's the best player, 25 or under in the game. You said he's one of three. He's now in the same lineup as the other one of the other two. That's in, right. With Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, they also the, the Padres also have Manny Machado. They loaded up big time for this season. They started poorly. Tatis got hurt, and now they've been surging. They're still 12 games back of the Dodgers because the Dodgers and the Yankees are on historically torrid paces right now. Yet, this seemed like it moved the needle across the board. I mean, my uncles who live all across the country, who I hardly ever talk to, all texted me individually about this because they're all huge baseball guys. And they were all like, Juan Soto got traded. He got traded to the Padres. How much does this move the needle for the Padres? And does this put a huge amount of pressure on the Padres to win right now? Because, I mean, will they be able to afford him, I guess is what I'm asking. They probably won't sign him to an extension either. Now, the thing is, you have three postseason runs with Juan Soto because you have the rest of this year and then two more full seasons with him and Tatis and Manny Machado in that lineup. So it's not like this is a one-year rental for the rest of the year. They've got a couple years with him. But, yes, the pressure has gone up immeasurably on the San Diego Padres. Not only did they trade for Juan Soto today, they also got Josh Bell, the all-star first baseman in that deal from the Nationals. They traded for Josh Hader, the Brewers' all-star closer, yesterday. After the Soto deal today, they traded another prospect for Brandon Drury from the Reds. A.J. Preller just went on a roll. That's the GM of the Padres. Went on a roll like late night at the poker table or late night at the bar or something and just decided to cash everything in. It's a great, great lineup, and it's going to set up a great, great postseason with them. And, and, you know, they're going for one of the wild cards now because I don't think they're going to catch the Dodgers. Sure. I mean, 12 games back with... What about about fifty to play, forty to play? I guess my my math says forty games to play. That's, sure, that's almost insurmountable, right? Right. But all you have to do in the baseball playoffs is buy a ticket to get in, and then who that's knows right. what that's happens? Right. That's right. That's right. So there's that, and then from the national side, you know, if you'll give me a minute or here to or two here to opine. For sure. Once it became obvious that this was inevitably going to happen. I agree with people who say that you're never going to win a trade when you're trading Juan Soto. You can only win that trade if you get Juan Soto. Right. But once it became obvious that it was going to happen, I like the Padres deal more than the other reported packages that were offered. I really like C.J. Abrams, the number one prospect in this deal. He's a guy who I covered kind of tangentially down when I was down in Georgia. Uh, So I've seen him play in high school. He's a great player. And with him and Robert Hassel, the number the one and two guys in this deal, they're both going to play up the middle. They're both going to be good defenders. They're both going to hit. And I like that kind of player when you're talking about getting something back more than, you know, guys with power who are probably going to play a corner and might not hit like Nolan Gorman and Jordan Walker were, the two rumored pieces from the Cardinals. And I like it a lot more than getting pitchers who have thrived in the Dodgers developmental program, which was what a lot of the reported pieces We're back from the Dodgers, like Bobby Miller, Dustin May was rumored to be in that deal uh, from the Dodgers. So I like what the Nationals did. I think they did about the best they could with the package that they got back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. What else is new? We did it again. We blew through 
uh, most of the segment. And uh, so our most intriguing players of fall camp for both the Cats and the Grizz, that's coming up. We're, we're going to just push it down the way. We're going to have the discussion for sure. But here's what we're going to do because we're sort of up against it, but we do have uh, an awesome uh, guest in studio, Charlie Van Dam. I saw him just walk in uh, part of our new uh, soccer I guess our elevation in soccer coverage. Andrew's done a great job of spearheading and, and founding and producing Soccer and Snow and Smoke, a great podcast that covers soccer across the globe. Quite literally, talks international soccer, talks domestic soccer, talks statewide high school and club soccer, youth soccer, grizz soccer, everything in between. So we'll keep on talking soccer here in about 10 minutes. Right now, let's do our Treasure State Stars. It's a, a pretty quick one. It's presented, though, by Parkside Credit Union. We do it each Tuesday, uh, highlighting some of the best performances from around the state of Montana. Thursday star number one, Lance Schaff and the Billings Royals. Lance joined us yesterday here on the show. He is the state AA Legion Tournament MVP after pitching the Billings Royals to their first state championship since 2018. Schaff went 2-0 with a .193, a 1.93, excuse me, ERA, 14 strikeouts and just two walks. He was the victor with a complete game in the championship as Billings beat Helena 4-3. to The Royals take on the Gillette Riders down in Gillette, Wyoming at the Northwest Regional Legion Baseball Tournament tomorrow. So we'll keep you updated on what goes on with them. But the first AA Legion title for the Royals since uh, 2018. Treasure State star number two, the Butte Miners. This was their first state championship in almost 60 years. They won the Class A American Legion title and uh, did it in fun fashion there in Belgrade. They did it via the 10-run rule. 12-2 is what they won the championship game in. So uh, Butte bringing a title back to the Mining City for the first time in a long time. Treasure State star number three. It's Joey Lovell, who we just mentioned, the State Am champion, the men's State Am champion. Uh, he held on. He, he was six or seven strokes down. He shot an opening round 63, so he lit it up on day one. Then was able to hold off charges from Joey Moore and Riggs Johnston to secure his second consecutive uh, men's state AM championship. So very impressive from Joey Lovell. Bill Dunn of Missoula, a multiple-time men's senior AM champion, and he is the senior AM champion again. So congratulations to both Joey Lovell and Bill Dunn. We'll have to uh, get circle back around. Joey's going to join us tomorrow, but maybe Bill... We'll come on a little later on as well. I'll be excited to uh, catch up with those guys. And uh, as you know, if you follow along here, I'm very into golf and very impressive that uh, it, it's such a fun deal because you can play golf your whole life. And I think it's great that Joey Lovell's really found his stride in his mid-30s and that Bill Dunn's still winning tournaments uh, there in, in the senior division. So uh, very cool for them. And then finally, our Treasure State star number five, it's our FCS Amer- All-Americans from the Big Sky Conference. From Montana, Patrick O'Connell, Justin Ford, Malik Flowers all land on the first team. Robbie Houck lands on the second team. And for the Bobcats, Isaiah Fonse, the star running back, lands on the first team. And Tommy Mallott, as an all-purpose player, lands on the third team. That organization, Stats Perform, is the organization. Um, it's had a bunch of iterations over its uh, its time, but it is one of the prominent national outlets. So it's an all-American list that carries some weight with it. For sure. So there you go. That's your Treasure State Stars for the week. We do that each Tuesday here on Nuanas Now, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Let's talk some football. Charlie Van Dam in studio next to talk all things soccer. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. 
mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days and that's when you need our help that's when you need to call schulte law firm because we know the players we know the game we can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want if you've had a bad day visit jschultilaw.com he's new on his now on 102.9 espn missoula watch the show statewide on swx montana television if i could uh have an intro song. I think that's it. That's the one I, I play when I'm about to drop a big shoot or, you know, jump off a cliff, which that's sparing these days. Uh, when I'm on the ski hill, that's the jam I play. Little Dave Matthews for you here on your Tuesday. Hope you're staying cool out there. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. How about this? Andrew Houghton, our producer, has done a great job of spearheading the creation of a new podcast. It's not necessarily that new now. I think he's got dozen or so episodes up there, but Soccer and Snow and Smoke, chronicling soccer from a Montana lens, but also on an international, national, statewide level, talking Grizz soccer, talking high school soccer, club soccer, soccer in the community, and then also the top level of soccer as well. You can check it out, all your podcast hosting platforms. Throughout the fall, we're going to play excerpts of that podcast right here on the show. This, though, is not an excerpt. This is a live edition of the Footy 15. We'll have 15 minutes Every, a couple times a month, chronicling soccer here on Nuanas now throughout the fall. But this 2015, not an excerpt. It's a live one. Charlie Van Dam of uh, Soccer Alliance Missoula in studio. He's joined us before in the past, but it's uh, it's good to see you, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Coulter. Thanks for having me on. So first and foremost, just tell people a little bit about Soccer Alliance Missoula. It's been around for a little while. I know we've talked about it on the show before. We mentioned it yesterday because you guys had a big fundraiser down there at the Mar Bar. But just to tell people about the organization. Well, Soccer Alliance Missoula uh, came about when uh, I was uh, meeting with all the soccer groups throughout Missoula, trying to see what direction soccer's going. And I found that everybody's kind of staying in their lane. They're doing, you know, their own mission. In, in, in most ways, they're doing, you know, great jobs of promoting their, their members or their, their, their programs. But uh, we felt there was this gap. There's people who aren't playing soccer that want to play, can't afford it, can't can't get to the fields. So really what we're trying to do is find ways to knock down barriers and trying to get, you know, kids, adults introduced to the sport and have them playing soccer because we believe it's the greatest team sport in the world. I'm a big advocate for this, not just from a soccer perspective, but for all sports because Justin Angle and I talk about this all the time. University of Montana business professor that joins us, talk about the overlay between business and sports. The economy of sports is a real thing. The the money element of sports is undeniable no matter what level you're talking about. But it really is uh, an unfortunate truth that we're moving toward uh, the funnel becoming much smaller because of one of the limiting resources, which is financial, right? Which is money. In my personal opinion, youth sports should be available to everybody so that we can have the most giant funnel we could ever have, whether it's soccer, baseball, football, all the way down. But that's kind of the, the impetus of this, right? You guys are trying to give more opportunity for the kids in this community. Yeah, and, and it's not just soccer that's happening to it. It's happening sure, to 100%. a lot of sports where, you know, there's this focus on travel teams and, and club teams. And so, you know, they're paying coaches to do this and they travel. And then some parents, some families just can't afford it or they just can't put in the time that's demanded. For sure. And, you know, we really want to find ways where we can get kids and adults playing recreational soccer, what we call free play soccer or pick up soccer and it's a great way to exercise to you know meet new people to you know just meet people of different cultures different languages different parts of town it's just a, it's a great you know sport to do that Nuan is now espn radio the footy 15 part of the soccer and snow and smoke podcast series but charlie van dam not an excerpt live in studio here for the debut of this footy 15 it's presented by Flanagan Motors. Flanagan Motors, fierce supporter of the football here around the state of Montana for more than 50 years. Also got to thank Zootown Sports Cards for being uh, the sponsor of our Soccer in Snow and Smoke podcast. Charlie of Soccer Alliance uh, Missoula. 
It also seems like there's such a communal aspect to soccer, too. It's so funny because when you meet soccer fans, when they meet each other, instant connection on, you know, hey, we both kind of watch the EPL or we both are, you know, following the World Cup or whatever. There's a lot of um, passion behind really the enjoyment of soccer. But it seems like there's a pretty easy entry point here for people, too. Pretty welcoming and, and friendly environment if you do find yourself on a soccer pitch with a bunch of strangers. Oh, that's exactly right. I mean, there's a, there's a group of old guys that uh, uh, they're over 40 that play up in Pease Farm on every Wednesday night, and they have developed this great community of soccer players, and they, they come from all walks of life, rich, poor, you know, left spectrum of the political spectrum to the right, to, you know, from all over, and they've they've found this, you know, they've created this community of friends and and people who are really dedicated to each other. And it's all done through the game of soccer. Well, the entry point for this is the upcoming Soccer Day Missoula, which is August 13th. So that's not this Saturday. That's next Saturday. So you got 11 days to, to get ready for it. But tell people about this event. This sounds like a pretty cool gathering. Well, and that's what we're trying to do. We're, we're trying to introduce, maybe reintroduce people to playing pickup soccer. Sure. And so... On Saturday, August 13th, starting at 2 o'clock, we're going to have pickup soccer games for all ages, all abilities throughout all the fields on Fort Missoula. So we'll probably have 25, 30 games going on at, at one time. Um, all you have to do is show up. There's no cost to it. Um, we just will direct you to games that you could be interested in playing playing in, and it's going to be like a smorgasbord of games out there. So you can walk down the fields and go like, well, that game's too fast for me, but this game looks about right. I'm going to jump into this game. And then we have, uh, we've teamed up with uh, Grizz Soccer. Great. And they're going to be, the, all the players, all the Grizz Soccer players are going to be there. They're going to be our field ambassadors. They're going to guide people to the right games. They're mm. going to make sure the games are safe. You know, we don't have anybody doing some rogue tackles out there. And, uh, and then just try to get, you know, kids and, kids and adults involved in playing the game. In its essence... Soccer is the the most popular and most played sport on the planet because of what you're talking about, right? I mean, you can have a pickup soccer game, and it takes less than any other sport, right? If you just have a ball, and you can put two sticks next to each other, you have a soccer game, at least the, the entry point to one, right? So uh, th that's kind of why you're doing this, right? To kind of encourage people to play it as, at a grassroots level. I mean, Coulter, we could do it right here in your, your studio sure, room. Right, we, right. we could have a one-on-one -on -one match ball here. Ball up a, a thing of paper and, yeah, <laughs> kick it around the studio, for sure. Uh, but that that's exactly right. And, and, and the thing is... We are not, I mean, we want people to play, but we also want to, people to get together. Yes. And as you mentioned, we have, you know, there's a lot of groups that are doing their thing and they're doing a great job of it, but we don't get together. We don't, you know, come together and have a party, a celebration of all the soccer people in town. There's, and they don't even have to be a player. There's, there's some groups at the uh, American Outlaws that just are supporters of the men's national team. You know, we're trying to get all the soccer people out and just have a great celebration on August 13th. Soccer Day Missoula, August 13th, Fort Missoula. Uh, free, right? I mean, any, anybody can come on down around 2 o'clock and uh, you can just play some pickup soccer. It's totally free. Um, we're we're going to have some food vendors out there. So, you know, if you want food, you're going to pay for food. But everything else is free. And it's open to anybody. And we're, you know, we're, we're men, women, boys, girls, you know, 5-year-olds, uh, 75-year-olds. We're going to make a place for them to play. And we were talking before uh, we began, Charlie Van Dam in studio with us here uh, on Nuan is now talking uh, Soccer Day Missoula on August 13th. Fort Missoula is a great facility, great place for people to to take the pitch. But there's a dream here for there to be pitches like this uh, you know, around the community, right? To just have neighborhood soccer fields where you don't have to drive across town to go to the fort. Well, we, you know, we we have probably the premier soccer complex in the Northwest. And, and, and I, that was on full display last year with the Class AA tournament here. How cool was it to see Missoula Hellgate win on a, you know, an extra time goal on, you know, in their hometown to three-peat? I mean, it's one of the most magical high school sports stars I've ever seen, but it, it was a great display for us here in Missoula to show off the facility. When With with the tournament that we've, the Strikers Club has held there at the Intermountain Champions Cup, 
you know, we have people come from out of town and they just like marvel at the complex. And then they look at the surroundings are going like, here this, these 10 soccer fields are and like, look at the surroundings here. So it's, right. it's, it's a beautiful place. But one thing it is, I mean, the, the complex is on the west end of town. And we really would like to have kids play in their neighborhoods, find ways that there's facilities where they have easy access to play, for adults to play. And so we are going to be looking, Soccer Alliance Missoula will be looking to try to see if we can work with Parks and Rec and, and try to develop mini pitches throughout Missoula. Well, very cool. Again, the Missoula Soccer Day on August 13th down there at Fort Missoula. Charlie Van Dam from uh, Soccer Alliance Missoula. They made this easy for you. MissoulaSoccer.com. You can find everything you need to know about this organization and this event by hitting that up. MissoulaSoccer.com. It's our footy 15 presented by Flag and Mortars. Anything le- else to add before we let you go, Charlie? Uh, no, I just want to do a shout-out to some of the sponsors oh, of that we, uh, helped us out. We have Clearwater, um, Credit Union, Stockman Bank, uh, Flanagan's Motors, um, Shield Sports. Uh, they've all been strong supporters of us. Um, and then also uh, I do a shout-out to Alpine uh, Physical Therapy. They're actually going to provide athletic training services at the at, during Soccer Day Missoula and access uh, PT as well. And so we've had and numerous individuals that have donated to the cause. And, and uh, you know, we'd like to make it, you know, we'd like to say that this is, you know, soccer, it's easy, it's cheap to play. But in reality, it, it takes money to pull these things off. So I appreciate just a shout out to those sponsors. Well, and that's the best part about living in a great community like Missoula. Those are all great friends of ours as well. So thanks to all their support of us, of Soccer Alliance Missoula, and uh, of this great community that we call home. Charlie Van Dam, part of the 4015, the debut of this fall season. Thanks for being here, man. Hey, thanks, Coulter. Thanks a lot. MissoulaSoccer.com if you want to find out more. How about free sandwiches and some college football? Tagliere Tuesday plus most intriguing players in fall camp for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. Nuanas now rolls on. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio Missoula. Yet another of the examples of a phenomenal 90s band that just got oversaturated. It's not their fault. It's our fault. A little Hootie and the Blowfish for you here on your Tuesday. Welcome back. Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. And the ESPN Montana app. Tentatively... Hoping for another senior spotlight, top of the hour, 5 o'clock, with Kenzie May. But uh, I know she's taken off to go to Syracuse on Thursday. That's why we're going to have her on before she left. And I haven't actually heard back from her, so we'll uh, we'll let you know um, if she's coming or not. But that's okay. we got plenty of, of uh, stuff to talk about, including what we're going to talk about right now. And if, uh, if Kenzie comes by, great. And if she doesn't, we'll keep on talking college football because guess what we are now six days away from the opening of fall camp for both montana and montana state they actually technically open friday but their first time on the practice field next monday we are headed over to bozeman i'm headed over actually just right after the show tonight and uh, we'll be on our way uh for media day tomorrow at, at montana state so looking forward to that but i wanted to talk about some of the most intriguing players for both the the Cats and the Grizz. We talked compelling storylines yesterday, but I want to talk about uh, individual players that I'll have my eyes on as we analyze fall camp here coming up for both Montana and Montana State. Number one for the Grizz, it's low-hanging fruit, but it's it just is what it is. We've heard extensively about him. We only got a chance to see him in a very limited capacity during spring ball. That's Lucas Johnson, super senior quarterback who started his career at Georgia Tech, transferred to San Diego State, and now will play his final year of football uh, at Montana. He was a starter for eight, maybe nine games last year at San Diego State, had solid numbers. He was kind of waffling between if he was going to come back or not for uh, sounds sounds like Kenzie May is uh, almost here, so she will join us here in, ju- in just a minute. She just texted me that she was on her way. But Lucas Johnson, he was 
trying to decide if he was going to play his final year at San Diego State or not, and then he went in. This is from Jackson Groff, who has been a contributor for us at Skyline Sports. He had a great uh, podcast with Lucas Johnson. And Johnson basically went into San Diego State's coaching staff and said, hey, I, I want to I come back. I want to play my last year. And they said, hey, sorry, uh, no spot for you. <laughs> you know, uh, we don't have any, any spot for you. So uh, because of the connection with Bobby Houck to San Diego State, the 6'3", 215-pound redshirt senior lands uh, at Montana. For those wondering why we don't have much of a gauge of what Lucas Johnson is like, it's because for the first time that I can really remember, fall or excuse me, spring ball was was closed. We we did not get an opportunity to go to spring practices this last spring. And the one live session we saw, the spring game in Hamilton, Montana ran next to nothing. So um, not sure how Lucas Johnson fits into Tim Rosenbaugh's scheme. Not sure what his skill set really is. You know, you can you can speculate, extrapolate, and try to project based on what he did in the Mountain West. But as Brent Vegan said on this show last week, Montana State uh, head coach, former Wyoming offensive coordinator, he said, the Mountain West and the Big Sky are not all that much different. So, I mean, having success in the Mountain West should translate to having success in the Big Sky. Uh, but I, we just still don't really know. Um, about Lucas Johnson. Andrew, when you go watch Grizz Fall Camp, obviously all eyes are always going to be on quarterbacks. But who or what, I guess, are you going to be watching when it comes to Lucas Johnson? I mean, what what skill are you uncertain about of his that you'll have your eye on most keenly? Well, I think it's actually going to be a great opportunity to sort of evaluate a guy like that just to see how he goes up against a defense like Montana's. And I just have general questions that I would have about a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, how does he deal with pressure? How does he look with the guy in his face? And Montana's defense is going to give him a lot of opportunity to be in those situations, I think, during fall camp. So that'll be interesting. Uh, you know, I, I, I'd like to see who who's his guy or who are his guys that he's throwing to. That, For sure. Because you can often see, you know, those connections start to form and start to strengthen during fall camp, whether that's with a guy like Cole Grossman or maybe with one of these other young receivers who we don't know that much about yet. You want to ESPN Radio? Tag Larry Tuesday. How about some free tag for you? 406-888-1029. Caller number three. We have some free Tagliari Deli. Tagliari located at the corner of Beckwith and Higgins right there uh, in the, the mall next to Grizzly Grocery and El Diablo. Some of the best sandwiches you're going to find anywhere in Montana. Also, though, a great, like, old country selection of Italian goods, like olive oils and uh, custom-made pastas. Really sweet place. 406-888-1029. Tagliari Tuesday, probably presented by Tagliari Deli. Don't believe me they got the best sandwiches in town? Just ask the Food Network. That's a pretty good review. How about People Magazine? They both said best deli uh, in the state of Montana. Talking in, intriguing storylines for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. Not, excuse me, intriguing players. We did storylines yesterday. Intriguing players for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. One guy I'm really looking at on the Montana State side of things is actually two guys that play the same position. Kyle Rigg and Blake Schmidt. They're on opposite ends of their careers. Last year, MSU was so good on the defensive line, they had stars like Daniel Hardy and Amandre Williams and Chase Benson, but they also had a whole bunch of other guys that played reps. I mean, they were playing 8 to 10 guys up front all the time. With Benson, Hardy, and Williams all gone, that's an opportunity for some other guys to step up. I think Brody Greeby is going to be a stalwart. I think his preseason All-Big Sky accolades are justified, even though he didn't start last year. I think he's that special of a, a talent. He also had six sacks last year in spot duty, so I think that he's really you know, going to be an issue coming off the edge for MSU. I also think that Ben Seymour uh, on the other side is going to be kind of a stalwart there uh, at the end spot, but the guys that I'm very intrigued with our guys are on the opposite sides of their career. It's Kyle Rigg, who's a fifth-year senior, and Blake Schmidt, who's a redshirt freshman. Rigg was the day one starter. He was the guy that started next to Benson on the interior against Wyoming in Montana State's season opener. 
He suffered a terrible knee injury in the first half of that game, and he missed the whole rest of the year. Not sure if he's going to be ready to roll for the beginning of fall camp, but I'm going to have an eye on him if he is to see where his health level is at. He's a guy with a ton of talent. He's out of Sheldon High School in Eugene, Oregon, which is a powerhouse there uh, in the Eugene area. Rig is 6'5", 275 pounds. He's athletic. He's big. He's strong. He's just had to wait his turn, and then he got his turn, and it only lasted for a half, and he blew out his knee. If he is a guy that can come back from that injury and be a top-level player, that's good news for the Bobcats. Blake Schmidt's on the other side of it. He's a redshirt freshman who got some spot snaps last year, but the kid is super smart. He chose Montana State over a variety of offers from the Ivy Leagues and the, the military academies. He's also super strong. He's trying to break the program record in the power clean that was set by Chase Benson, who's one of the most legendary lifters we've seen come through Montana State football. Schmidt was, last time I heard, power clean at about 390 pounds. Benson got up over the 400 mark, but pretty impressive for Schmidt, who's uh, you know just, just a couple years into his college football days here. Highly regarded kid out of San Diego, uh, Monta Vista High School. Either or of those guys hit. That's a good thing for Montana State. If they both hit, now you've just refortified the interior uh, of your defensive front. We're going to keep on doing uh, players to watch for fall camp for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. Probably carry that into the rest of this show and tomorrow's show as well. But right now we're up against this. That means we'll take a break. Hour number one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Our senior spotlight featuring one of Missoula's finest, Kenzie May, the Gatorade Runner of the Year in both cross-country and track and field, a multiple-time state champion that is headed to Syracuse. And in just a couple days, she'll join us in studio next as part of our Senior Spotlight. We'll talk to you right, off the, right on the other side. Senior Spotlight, Missoula edition. Right after this, keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 